Episode of the Alex Cast, technically, sort of. Can't really comment on that. I am on summer vacation. I kind of forgot to tell you in the last episode, so I'm breaking my summer vacation to come back and tell you this, and then a couple other things, and then I'm going to leave and go back on summer vacation. Um, I am having a book signing, and like the most casual as fuck book signing in the history of book signings at the Standard, uh, 14 Northeast 22nd. For all you old school listeners, uh, that's the standard Portland, Oregon, 14 Northeast 22nd on August the 11th. That is next Sunday from uh, when I'm recording this. Uh, it From 3 until 6 p.m. ish, uh, I will be in the standard with a box of books. So you can pick one up. You can get it signed. Really, it's just an excuse to see some people that, you know, I haven't seen in a while. Hopefully. I don't know. Maybe no one will show up. Um, So, yeah. uh, August 11th from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Standard 14 Northeast 22nd. That is a book signing of The Terravada Machine and Other Stories, my newest book. Speaking of that, wait, wait, what else do I need to tell you? I'm not going to, this is not going to be a long episode. It's just like I'm I don't even know if this counts as an episode. I might not even number it. That's how unepisodic this is going to be. I wanted to come in and get some things out of the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, there is no break for John and Alex Hate Stuff. So John and Alex Hate Stuff, my other show, which I host with John Myers, the uh, frequent guest on the Alex cast that he hasn't been on in a while. Uh, that's still going on. Uh, we review a movie uh, every two weeks. The last one we did was Prometheus, which was quite fun. Uh, and then we are following that up with uh, uh, that Hulk Hogan movie, Ready to Rumble. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason to the movies we choose. We're just strange people that like talking about film. So John and I always hate stuff. Still happening. Uh, the Alex House is going to be back. Uh, so next week is the 11th. I'll probably be back by... I'll definitely do another episode in August. Uh, that's my promise to you. And then I'll get back to doing one every other week in the week that uh, isn't uh, John and Alex Hate stuff. So there'll be, you know, there'll be an episode every week. Either, you know, Alex Hate, John and Alex Hate stuff, Alex Hate, John and Alex Hate stuff, back and forth, back and forth. So the Taravada Machine and Other Stories has been out now, um, I mean, technically for a month, but uh, the announced release date was like the 13th of July. Um, so it's the 4th now, but technically it was sort of sort of available on the third. It's weird. The point is, it's been available to purchase and leave reviews on for uh, about a month. And I'm not going to comment on how many people have purchased it, but I will comment on how many people have reviewed it. Seven. 
Now, I don't talk about what my audience is, but I'll tell you right now, seven people out of the amount of people I'm talking to that hear my voice, I'm not overly chuffed with that number, especially after doing a whole episode devoted to uh, leaving reviews and doing things quickly. I'm not chastising you guys. It's just this whole show is kind of based around warts and all, going to tell you about my life, and I tell you, uh, that's that. Uh, it is an emotional thing when you put a book out, and, you know, everything hits you more raw. So I'm not going to, like, like comment on it. I'm just leaving that there. But I, instead of being, like, mad or be like, grr, because that was my first thought. That's why I didn't have him record a show in a little bit. My first thought was to lash out at you people, be like, you know, fuck you. I've been giving you free shows for going, you know, nine years now. Uh, you've never had to pay a goddamn dime for this. The least you could do is buy a book, leave a review. But that's bullshit of me. That's that's on me. Because I have this, like, weird commitment thing where I think, like, this is like a two-way relationship kind of deal where it's like, hey, well, you know, I'm giving you, you give to me. But that's bullshit. That's not true. I, I'm an entertainer, which is a weird thing to say because I don't necessarily think that way. I, t I tend to think of, like, oh, my audience are my friends kind of deal, which that's on me. This, this is totally bullshit. Uh, psychological issues that I'm carrying with me. I, you know, I didn't get along with my father. Maybe that's it. <laughs> so the point is, um, I didn't want to come on and yell at my audience for something that's, I mean, it's not incumbent on you. I mean, it'd be nice if you left reviews. That's obvious. I did a whole episode uh, that focused somewhat on that. At least I think we focused on it. I don't, know. I don't remember what I say on the show. Um, but being disappointed by that is bullshit on my part. It, you know, what's the expectation? Like, I, you know, on podcasts I listen to, it's not like I'm going out of my way to, you know, it's not like I listen to, let's say, uh, how did this get made? Um, it's not like I th I'm, I believe I'm in a relationship with them. <laughs> but for some reason, talking to you guys, I feel like, hey, what the fuck? You let me down. But hey, you haven't let me down. You guys are beautiful, wonderful creatures of God. And I'd kiss your foreheads if I ever met you. But the, the what I'm going to call the people that are better than you are these seven. And it's not that you're bad. It's that these seven are better than you on like a fundamental human level. Like, I'm not saying the people that didn't review the book are, you know, human bags of apathy uh, or like festering boils. I'm saying like you guys are just regular, normal homo sapiens. And these people are like homo sapiens sapiens. You know, like this is, um, these people have the printing press. These have gone through the Industrial Revolution. You guys are, are basically like just gross cave people scratching your own asses and, and deserving no respect. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you guys are wonderful. But uh, uh, let, me, let me read the seven reviews I've gotten so far. Because I thought it'd be nice to, uh, instead of yell at you guys, which I'm, I'm not. I'm very much kidding. I'm, I appreciate everybody. Anybody that's listening to me right now, I appreciate you. But um, these are the seven reviews I got. I thought it'd be nice to kind of um, draw attention to the positive things that happened, that being the seven people that reviewed. So without further ado, uh, Vanessa Kendall, Kindle. I don't know how to say your last name. I never asked. Anyway, absolutely brilliant stories that make you question your reality are my best friend. By the way, I'm a stain girl. Uh, that's a reference to the Mandela Effect, a short story in the collection, The Theravada Machine, and other stories available on Amazon and Powell's and Barnes & Noble, etc. From Crustomer, Alex is a great writer. I really enjoyed these short stories. Perfect. All these are five stars, by the way. 
also very much appreciated. None of this four-star bullshit, let alone the the three stars, which, I mean, basically you're just gross people if you leave three stars. And below that, I just, I don't even recognize your humanity. You're, you're, you're homo habilicus. Which I don't think that's how you say that either. I should ask a homo habilitus. <laughs> I'm so tired. I just did like, it's like 90 something degrees in Portland. I took like an hour walk wearing all black and you know, <laughs> black jeans and boots. I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. So I'm a little sunstroked. I'm getting a little punchy. Anyway, uh, that was from Crustmer. Thank you, Crustmer. Uh, Eric Millar, uh, guest of the show. Amazing collection of surreal poetic tales. Alex Bolin truly has a way with words. Every story contained in this collection transform emotion and intellect into words of literary magic. Once you've read the last words, move on to his previous novel, Periphery. Fantastic. Thank you, Eric. Sean McGann, frequent guest of the show. Great collection from a talented storyteller. The story reads like someone reporting from inside a dream. Disturbing and funny, often at the same time. Alex creates worlds that float in and out of focus, but tethered to reality just enough to think maybe this is really happening. Thank you, Sean. Uh, Sean is also a, a writer. I should say, oh, let me go back uh, there. Uh, free plugs. Eric Millar just did the Disruption Generator, available on Amazon. So search for Eric, Eric Millar, M-I-L-L-A-R. Sean McGann has a few books out. Uh, Plastic Brats is the one I can think of off the top of my head. Um, what's the, wait. I have the other one on my bookshelf right behind me. If I'm on the Late Side. Uh, is another one which I quite enjoyed. So you can find him on Amazon, S-H-A-U-N-M-C-G-A-N-N. Uh, you can find Sean. John Myers, co-host. You can find him on John and Alex Hate Stuff. He says, folks, it's good. While I don't care much for books that aren't novelizations of the video game Halo, this really spoke to me. Bolton's flowing prose soon had me forgetting all about our struggle with the Covenant and started me thinking about the toughest war of all, life. Thank you, John. <laughs> uh... The amount of people that commented on John's review being funny is almost as many people that, like, reviewed my book, which both is gratifying and also, you know, maybe, you know, maybe calm down and say how great John is. You know, I'm on the show, too. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, who I think this is Steph Quick, says, deeply felt stories in which the inner and outer worlds feed one another. Author Alex Boland studied poetry, and it shows in his evocative, precise prose. These stories address those incidents in life in which our interior lives, life manifests and enlivens the material world we inhabit. Beautiful book, which rewards, rewards repeated readings. Thank you very much, Stephanie. And this last one here, the seventh of seven, I want to posit to you, I want to throw it out there, that this is an example of the perfect review if you're someone that doesn't review things or you feel like you're not a good writer, or you're embarrassed about reviewing stuff, whatever it is. This is from Stephanie Pendel. Again, I keep mispronouncing names. Pendel? We've got, I've actually asked her how to pronounce her last name, and I don't remember. But Steph, who's been on the show a million times, uh, she hosts the TMI Tuesdays podcast, which I've been on. Um, Steph Infection. You know her from the show. She says, five stars. And then the title for a review is five stars. And our review is great book, exclamation point. If I sound sarcastic here, please know that's just because my voice is, you know, limited. That's a great review. You know why? Because it says five stars. That adds to the soulless algorithm that controls all of us. There's enough words for the review to show up, which shows instead of saying six reviews, it now says seven. Perfect. 
it doesn't need to be a well-written thing like Stephanie and, and Sean and John and 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 Eric and and Crustomer and Vanessa. Like just great book, five stars, perfect. Couldn't couldn't be happier. Uh, I mean, a, a full review is also delightful, but couldn't be happier. Wonderful, exemplar, right there. So um, hint, hint, guys, and and gals, and and intermediate, and. I've had this conversation recently on the show about the guys thing. I really need to figure it out. Howdy, folks. It's me, Alex. Now it's terrible. Yuck, y'all. Yeah, again, terrible. But anyway, uh, those are the reviews I've gotten. Uh, thank you very much to uh, you out there. They're doing it. Uh, if you pick up the book at the signing, make sure to leave a review as well. If you're listening to this and have no intention of leaving uh, of uh, reading the book, leave the review. Leave a review. Uh, or, you know, um, if you don't want to leave the review, like share the book on social, on your social media feed. Cause I'm, I'm like a nothing writer. Like, so if everybody that's listening right now, uh, if like, I mean, hell, even if 10% of you, uh, went to Amazon and clicked the share button, posted on your social media saying, Hey, look at this book. This guy, Alex, I listened to wrote it. Be very helpful. Or just don't do any of it and just just listen to me talk. That's fine too. I mean, frankly, uh, I, I've come to realize that, you know, putting, putting anything on the audience is unfair because, you know, you didn't sign up to this. It's again, going back to what I was saying before, this is on me <laughs> pretending this is a two-way relationship. This is, this is psychosis and, and, and should not be furthered, but I'm gonna further it. In fact, I'm, I'm gonna, double back and say, I mean, I do resent you like a little bit for not re reviewing yet. And not even the, the reviewing, yeah, more so reviewing, you don't even have to read the book. Because here's the thing, is I get not reading the book. I, don't, I want you to, I do, I do, but I get it. It costs money, problem. Reading takes time, not a lot of people have time. Great review, five stars. That's, I mean, that's like a two minute process and you have two minutes. You're li you've listened to me ramble on about nothing nothing for nine years this is the Seinfeld of podcasts except I'm not nearly as cynical and, and probably funnier and that's not an egotistical thing I just never particularly fond of Seinfeld I just I don't it's just catchphrases it's memes before memes became well known oh shrinkage ha huh? how hilarious <laughs> just shitting on Seinfeld because you know that's that's what I do um, yeah, August 11th from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Standard, 14 Northeast, 22nd, Portland, Oregon. I will be there sitting at a table and we can uh, meet and have fun. You can yell at me for how mean I am to you because you didn't do what I asked. <laughs> this is fucking absurd. I hope no one's offended by this. I really do because I'm like... I'm kind of, I feel like maybe it sounds like I'm actually a lot more resentful than I am. It's I, I, because I actually said that, but I'm just, it, it's so hard to ride the line because you like, you want to bring it up because it's like, you know, maybe you didn't listen to the last episode. Maybe you weren't aware that the book came out. Maybe you just didn't feel like it or, oh shit, I forgot, whatever. So you want to bring it up to try to like keep it fresh in your mind so it actually happens. I mean, that's what they tell you in marketing, you know, kind of refresh the audience. But like, it's so hard to do because it's like, how do you do that without sounding like a dick? And then, so it's like, oh, I'm going to joke around about being a dick about it. But then it's like, oh, fuck, now I'm joking around about being a dick, but am I actually being a dick? So it's this weird kind of Schrodinger's dick kind of universe. 
oh, I wonder if that's what Dick in a Box was about. You know, that really happening reference I just made. Uh, yeah. Fuck, I've been talking, I've been talking for 15 minutes already. This is almost a real, okay, well, on that note, I'll do, I'll do, like, a bit of an actual Alex cast, because I have two things from the audience that, um, uh, audience members asked me about when I, uh, I asked on, on Facebook. No, I didn't. I asked on, uh, on Twitter. I'm a mess here. Sorry, I was trying to read. Swing back around. I'm both the Alex cast and Alex Bolin on Twitter. Uh, the Alex cast is everything Alex Bolin. I only reference stuff to do with my writing. So there's like, no one follows it. I very rarely post there. Anyway, I'm on Facebook as both Alex cast and Alex Bolin. Same differential. I'm on, uh, Instagram as Alex Bolin. Uh, that's everything that has nothing to do with writing for the most part. I mean, sometimes it does, but anyway, those are social media. On Twitter, I asked the audience if they have anything they want to hear me talk about, and they answered, and I was going to put this in till after vacation, but I guess I'm just going to do, like, a quick um, thing here. Um, someone who I think was Alex Cooper Smith, if I remember correctly. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can't find this. Don't hold on. Uh, I was asked by the audience. Fuck. This is... Uh, mentions. Hold on. It wasn't that long ago. I can find this. Well, anyway, Alex Coopersmith, rad guy. Thumbs up to you, sir. Thank you for interacting with me on the internet. It's it's rare that uh, people talk to me anymore. So it's like, hey, someone's talking. Okay. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Jesus. It wasn't that long ago I asked this. Maybe you didn't... Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to... Okay, fuck, hold on a second. Yes, it was Alex Coopersmith. I'm going to swing back around to that. Um, okay, swinging back around to that. Uh, we're going to talk about what Alex asked me, but I wanted to um, thank the uh, patrons. So I have a Patreon. Uh, uh, you can search for Alex Bolin, Alex Bolin with two X's. And um, I wanted to thank the patrons, if I can figure out how the fuck um, to find a list of them. No. Um, does anybody know anything about Patreon that can talk to me? Uh, okay, hold on. Patreon. I guess I don't think I've ever actually thanked the people that that signed up and this these people I have no resentment towards because you know Patreon is literally like hey support me financially uh, and I do there is actually if you're like a big Alexcast fan there is original audio on there but for the most part it's just asking people for support I'm not you know it's not like every um, every X week I do a uh, you know a new show or something like that so I can't be mad at people that don't have that don't support the Patreon. But if you want to, it's Alex Bolin. Um, patrons. How do I see a list of my fucking patrons? Well, this is annoying. How how do, does anybody know anything? Okay, Alex Bolin, creator account. I want to see my seven patrons. How do I do that? This is the... I shouldn't have decided... I should have just ended there. 
Um, earlier when I said it was 15 minutes, I should have just stopped because now this is completely distracting. And Patreon always, it's like one of the slowest fucking sites in the world. Um, relationship manager? Is that what I have to click? Um, oh, here we go. Okay. So, thank you to Arnamancy, frequent guest Eric Arnison, Colin Stryker, Brother Craig, uh, that guy never did anything. Jeremy Francis, Jeremy Parker. Um, those might be the same person, I think. Jim Pyre, Nathan Stellhorn, and the bookmonger, Hyper Thickness. Uh, uh, thank you very much to all of you for supporting via Patreon. Uh, there are... Uh, there is new audio on there, uh, writing you haven't seen and things like that. But for the most part, it's just if you want to support me. So thank those. Wanted to get that out of the way. I've been wanting to do that for a while. Alex Cooper Smith asked me, sleep paralysis. He's heard me mention I've experienced it, but I haven't heard me talk about it yet. Uh, he wants to know if I want to share the experiences. Is it straight science or is there something more to it? He sides with the latter. Uh, he's had some serious experiences. I believe... No. Strike that. Reverse it. I've had sleep paralysis uh, many, many times in my life. To people that have not experienced this before, and I think a lot of people have, but is when you kind of half wake up or wake up while you're sleeping and uh, you cannot move your body at all. You're paralyzed, but you're conscious. So you can try like you can try as hard as you can, but your arm won't move or whatever. Um this tends to happen to me while I'm uh, having a nightmare, and many times I've woken up trying to scream, but I am completely paralyzed, so I have a paralyzed throat, or I'll do a kind of noise. Um, that was a lot funnier sounding than it does in real life. It's more of like a horrific guttural horror uh, than whatever that was. That was like more of a um, the corner of the table just hit my testicles noise. Um... So, yeah, you wake up, and uh, in the past, it's referred to, like, as, like, old hag syndrome. Uh, it's been related to incubi and succubi, that some people wake up, and they feel like there is, a, like, a demon sitting on their chest, because uh, they have hard, usually you have a hard time breathing, and it's related to sleep apnea, often. Um, but you wake up kind of paralyzed, or completely paralyzed, and sometimes there's this feeling of something being in the room with you, which I've had a lot where I'll wake up and I'll feel like there's something over to my left often or at the kind of foot of my bed. I have seen things in that way, like shadowy shapes and whatnot. Um, yes, so that is what it is. Is it strictly scientific? Is it, you know, a materialist explanation or is there something more to it? You know, a spiritual aspect or, uh, you know, something along those lines? Boy, it's a good question. I tend to lean towards a materialist explanation of it for this reason. I have other sleep issues. Um, I can't, like, sleep apnea. You know, I have sleep disorders or whatever you want to call it. It seems coincidental that I would, that I would have a physical malady and then also have a demon in my sleep. Um... Though now that I say that, maybe demons cause the sleep abnormality. But I mean, it seems to me more along the lines of there's a physical defect or something happening physically. The response to that is terror. And since you're paralyzed, it's obviously terrifying. 
on kind of an evolutionary kind of survival level, imagining something in the room with you is more beneficial to your eventual survival than not imagining that. So waking up and hauling ass away from a predator is beneficial. So that's probably like an ingrained thing. When you're, you know, having this paralysis scare moment, that kind of fight or flight kicks in. You imagine something being in the room with you. That seems to be where I'm leading. But also, it is fucking weird that, like, you would see something. Like, that's... So I'm leaving the door open for, for a metaphysical explanation or metaphysical kind of corollary. Um, but I'm going to say, like, 90%. 85% saying material explanation, materialist explanation. But it's a good question. Um, if... I suppose if... if yeah... I be I'm very open to the idea that uh, there's something besides the material explanation, but I don't, you know, I, it's not something that I'm gonna willing, you know, to commit to. Mibcus Entsi, uh, that's no one's gonna understand that. Many many people wanted me to talk about the um, waxing. Uh, kerfluffle. Uh, so basically, as, as I understand it, and I don't have much of a stance on this. I mean, I have a stance, but I, again, willing to be talked out of it. Um, I didn't read the whole story. I just read the abstract. So I don't, I'm not concerned of whether this is actually like somebody trolling just to get the story going to start a, a debate or whatever. The story is essentially um, somebody identifying as female, but still having, uh, you know, male downstairs parts, uh, went to a, a waxing place, uh, a, a solo-owned, solo-practitioner waxing place, and would like to have their genitals waxed. The solo-practitioner does not want to wax male genitalia, because uh, that's not part of her practice, she's not trained in it, etc., or just wasn't comfortable with it. The point is, said no, and it became a, a trans rights issue. Now, I, I'm, I'm quite sympathetic to both sides of this because this is a fucking awkward situation. Now, somebody told me that this is kind of a troll thing, that the, the person wanted to be waxed was just trying to, like, cause shit, um, that they're not actually, you know, like a, a, you know, rights act. You know, anyway, the point is, I'm not really, like, and maybe the, maybe the waxing person is, is a garbage human. My thought is this. If, if the waxing, if, if the person, a trans person came in, and one of their legs waxed, and the person and the waxer said no. Uh, then this is a, a, a human rights issue. This is a you're a garbage human, and saying no there, you should have your like waxing license here revoked or whatever. Some kind of penalization uh, would be appropriate. Um, if you're uncomfortable waxing, you know, male you know, downstairs parts. And I'm sure I'm using the wrong terminology, but I mean, like, the the stuff that's, you know, the stuff that grows because there's a Y chromosome. Um, yeah, I think you, as a solo practitioner, you have the right to say no to that because, I mean, it's an awkward thing. I mean, if you're not comfortable with that, you're not comfortable with that. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with, you know, the trans nature of the issue, just even if, uh, you know, a male-identifying, male-born person comes in you can say no to um and again i can't stress enough it's only the genital issue uh if if a trans person came in and one of their legs or their eyebrows waxed or something and you said no then yeah then then of course this should be an issue 
Uh, also, I'm not a waxer and I'm not a trans person. So this is very much not in my purview. But like, like this is seriously like the most someone's asked me about stuff. I, I think six different people asked me for my opinion on this. Uh, I think it's if, if this was a person, a trans person in good faith wanting to go in and they were refused, I feel fucking terrible for them because um, they're a woman like that. You know, it's not their fault that their downstairs stuff doesn't agree with, you know, the kind of, uh, you know, gender binary kind of concept that we live in. And it and it's really it's a fucking a very unfortunate situation for her. Um, but, you know, from a from the waxer perspective, she should be able to say what style of genitals she operates on or, you know, yeah, operates on. It's close. That's fine enough word. Uh so, yeah, I think it's an unfortunate situation. I mean, I again, I don't know if the waxing person is a shithead. I don't know if the trans person was going there in good faith or was being a shithead. I don't know the the details of the story. But in a, um abstract method of any given trans person walking into an indiv- any given individual proprietorship waxing place, yeah, I think I think the general thing is, yeah, you're you can kind of choose to not do that. Because if you're not comfortable with it, you're not comfortable with it. I mean, I don't think there should be, like, any kind of law saying, no, you were forced to, you know, work with genitalia you're not comfortable with. That seems, you know, seems pretty straightforward. But also, again, really sucks for the lady that wants to get waxed. So, and, but, you know, circling back, not trans, not a waxer. Like, there, none of this really applies to me, except I do have male genitalia. And, you know, if someone doesn't want to, you know, fiddle with that in a waxing, I, you know, I understand, you know, they're kind of gross. I mean, mine are delightful, but I mean, really, male genitalia, ugh. Um, yeah, yeah, like, lots of people ask me about that. I don't know why. Like, I don't have, like, a, it's, you know, it's not really part of the, you know, it's not like the Alex cast where he comments on, you know, trans rights stuff. I mean, I guess I've talked about it before, but that's just more of my being concerned of, aging out of understanding appropriate language less than, uh, you know, under, yeah. I mean, like, if you want a new one, like, go find a trans podcast to listen to. I'm sure they covered it. And, they, you know, I'm sure they have a, a take that I totally didn't pick up on and be like, oh, fuck, what an idiot that I didn't think about that. But, you know, I don't know. Um, that's it. Yeah. Is that the entire Alice cast thing? I'm trying to clear the AliceCast folder because this was supposed to be um, my vacation, but it's not. Yeah, we're done. AliceCast folder empty. I, I deleted everything out. When I come back in a few weeks, uh, it's going to be brand new things. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, the world is going to be doing backflips. Enjoy. Remember all that review stuff I told you? Um, August 11th. 3 to 6 p.m. at the Sand at 14 Northeast 22nd. Uh, we will be having a little bit of a signing. Come, show up, hang out. Uh, it'll be fun. I mean, I don't know if it's fun. I mean, frankly, I think it's going to be really awkward. I'm going to have like a big... It, like I did this for Periphery a few years ago, like six or whatever the fuck that was. It was really awkward for a while until I had enough drinks to make it not awkward. But, it, you know, it wasn't the most effective thing in the world. So there you are. Um... This has been an Alex cast, I suppose. Mostly just, you know, this has been Alex's failure report. Watch as I age into uselessness as my 
grasp of poetic language gets me nowhere and my lack of grasp of, you know, nuanced social language gets me in trouble. Hooray! I've made great life choices. <laughs> so this has been B. Uh, you've been you. Uh, do those things. Bye.